Twins Talk It Up podcast, where my identical twin brother and I share our thoughts and provide solutions for executives and professionals who want to become masters of speaking and communicating so that they can maximize their influence and impact. Yes, we are identical twins who happen to also be public speakers, executive coaches, and sales leaders. Our company, DSP Leadership Group, focuses on equipping leaders who want to speak with confidence and authority, all while using their authentic voice. Here on the Twins Talk It Up podcast, we present topics about communication and leadership from our perspective as individuals and as twins. Welcome to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. What's trending for this new year? Why is it so important to understand and even follow trends within your sector? Trends put forth new ideas. They put forth opportunities to shift the current landscape. Trends allow brands to communicate their values in a diverse manner. When I think of the word trend, I think of momentum. Today, we're fortunate to have our good friend Reggie Holmes join us to speak to this and why it's so important to understand branding and the message you're putting forth to your audience. Reggie Holmes is a founder and the creative director at Enthuse Creative, a strategic branding and design studio based in the Washington, D.C. metro area. He is passionate about supporting small business owners and leaders, helping them to build a professional and personal brand. Reggie, welcome to the Twins Talking Up program. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's really a blast to be able to be here with you and can't wait to get into our conversation. That's fantastic. Uh, Reggie, this is Danny. And from time to time, when Dave and I get together and we speak, we'll let the audience know who is actually speaking in case those uh, that are just in listen-only mode. But the significance of branding has increased. In addition to the impact of this health pandemic, we've known a lot of people and a lot of businesses have increased their digital footprint, have increased the digital marketing, the visual feel of their brand. No matter good times, bad times, pandemic, non-pandemic, everyone's going to need to be able to stand out whether that be through a color, a logo, an image, a slogan, whatever that may be, for our listeners today, Reggie, could you help define what a brand is and why it is important to, let's say, quote, unquote, get it right? Sure. Uh, great question. So I like to say that uh, a brand is an entity's communicated, understood, and perceived value and uniqueness. Uh, it can be uh, a movement. It can be uh, just a group of people that come together in any sort of, of fashion. So the entity can, be, can really be anything when we think about uh, something having a brand. Uh, it's, it's not only the way that you uh, communicate yourself in terms of how you want to be portrayed or understood, but it's, it's really about what the audience perceives, right? Whether they uh, believe what it is that you're saying about who you are. And, and you know, you can put forth uh, your brand uh, from your perspective, but it's really about what the audience uh, perceives and understands about what you're putting across and whether they basically affirm um, in the marketplace what you've said about your brand. So, and, and it really comes down to uh, the value, the value that you uh, have created within whatever your entity is, your product or service, uh, and the value that the customer, the audience um, perceives and, and you know decides is really there. So it has a lot to do with what you say it is, but it, it has even more to do with what your customer 
what the marketplace, what your audience says it is. What we've seen is a change in the way that uh, you think about branding. You know, it's not just the big, you know, Fortune 500 corporations that are, you know, those are, are, are sort of the, the titans of our day, right? The Apples, the Amazons, Googles, uh, companies like that. But people uh, may not know everything about, you know, a small business. They may not know all the, all the details, uh, but we might see something on social media and, and be inspired by that. And then what do we do if we really like it? We share that with others. And so we've seen that the power of branding uh, transfer a little bit from these big box businesses to the individual person. You know, every day something goes, goes viral, right? Because there's something about what's being communicated or what's being underst- understood or perceived uh, in that video, in that content. Um, that is, it's influencing and impacting people in some ways more than, you know, the big businesses can. And, and what we often see is big businesses sort of getting behind the little guy. It's, it's really helped to uh, level the playing field in terms of your brand having, having influence, having voice, you know. Um, so it can happen for anything from the individual, you know, up to these, these big companies. This is David Reg, and I appreciate you going into some detail as to why branding is so important. But let me ask you this. What are some misconceptions about branding that's out there? I mean, what, what are some wrong ideas that people might have about branding? Because as you stated earlier, it's important that the brand align with what the customer or the end user believes it should represent of you as an organization. So, so what are some misconceptions that people might have about branding as a whole? Sure. Uh, So in my work, you know, I work with a lot of small businesses, uh, people who are uh, excellent at whatever it is that they do, their product or service, they know it really well. uh, And they're expert in terms of of being able to provide that to the market. Um, But they, they don't often think about things in terms of what their customer really needs. Uh, what their customer wants and what their customer, you know, is demanding from them as a brand. Uh, I believe that people want something to believe in, in our day and age, right? People are looking for um, things that they, they can get services and products from anywhere, right? Every edge of the internet has something that we we might need or want at any given time. But uh, the ones that people really want to uh, go with, companies, uh, organizations that reflect their values uh, that they feel like uh, really get them. And so I think one one misconception is leading with the idea, especially for small business owners, of, you know, what works for me, what I really uh, see my brand as, instead of uh, taking off the business owner hat for a little bit and sort of sitting on the side of the customer and asking yourself, what, what is it that they need to see? What, what is the message that I need to lead with that's going to be the most valuable for them? Um, you know, I was working with a business owner on the visual aspect of their brand. And our conversations in the beginning were about why we should do the logo, the, the brand, you know, design in a particular color scheme, right? And, and the conversation was all about how the business owner liked this color scheme because 
it, it just personally appealed to them. And what I have to try to do in those situations is frame the conversation around, well, what works really well for your customer? What, it, what are they going to see uh, that's going to communicate the right values to them? Um, because colors have meaning and colors, you know, put together in combinations have meanings. And uh, within your within any particular industry, certain colors uh, resonate more than others. And so we want to make sure that we're making strategic decisions and not uh, emotional decisions that are uh, perhaps influenced by our own personal tastes, right? As a, as a business owner, I want to be true to my aesthetic, but even more important than that is making sure that what I communicate about my brand says the right thing to my audience. And uh, along those lines, I think uh, just the idea of your brand needing to go deeper uh, in order to go wider. Uh, I think people, everybody wants their brand to go wide, right? To have great reach and, and uh, impact a lot of people and, and all those sorts of things. But uh, having the, the strategic foundation, you know, having your, your, your mission and vision, having your, your core values and uh, what I like to call your, your principles, which are the, the values in action, uh, like what that actually looks like in real life situations, knowing those things, knowing your uh, value proposition, you know, what, what, it, what is the value that's created for your customer, uh, knowing those things, being able to articulate those things uh, requires a little more work and energy up front, um, but that's gonna allow your, your brand to really go beyond the surface and, and have that depth. Uh, yep. So it makes it a lot easier when you're ready to go wide because you can answer any question uh, about your brand that someone might have. You can uh, have already thought through how it translates in different markets, how it translates, you know, when, when the business is ready to expand into a new area, right? Let's say you want to open up, you know, more locations or unveil a new product or service. Uh, when you have that strategic foundation in place, it makes it a lot easier to do that. And then that's when you can really focus on taking it wider. So deeper as opposed to wider, uh, is a is a great way to think about brands that I think some people miss. I appreciate that. This is David Reggie, and I do agree with the concept of going deeper to get wider. Sometimes we think we got to put our hands on everything, but in reality, that doesn't help us at all. Uh, you mentioned something earlier about really humanizing the brand. If we're going to connect with people, we've got to humanize our brands a little bit to where it does feel like it's about the audience. And so my question is, Reggie, what is the difference between how a brand is expressed versus how a brand is experienced? Because if we're shooting for the audience and focusing the brand around the audience, I would have to imagine that it's more important to look at how a brand is experienced than the brand is expressed. Am I right? Right. And uh, I think the Expression part of it is a little bit easier. It's certainly easier for the person sitting on the side of the business owner, the decision maker. Um, it, it takes a little bit more work to think about how it's experienced because uh, the, the best way to get the data on how it's being experienced is to, to talk to people that are experiencing your brand. And, and that experience is not just uh, out in the marketplace. It's, it's, in your building, right? It's it's your staff, it's the culture uh, around your brand. And so um, there's a way to 
be able to do both. Um, there's a way to be able to get the data that you need from those that experience your brand on a daily basis. Uh, and then from those who experience your brand as, as customers or prospects. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's important to have a firm grip on, okay, this is how we want to be positioned. This is how we want to uh, communicate what's important uh, to the audience. But on the other side of that, um, and this is where, you know, I think what, what you mentioned about humanizing is important. You, you, it's important to think about branding uh, relationally right? Uh, branding is all about creating connections uh, between people, people on the one side trying to offer a product or service, people on the other side trying to acquire that product or service. So on the, on the back end, once the transaction part of it has concluded, um, what allows there to be more transactions is the relationship that's built. And that's where branding is really, uh, really important. And so you know, I think people need to think about uh, branding, not just in terms of transactions, um, but branding is more of a, a long game. You know, if, if, if marketing is the, the putt on the green, um, the, the drive off the tee is branding, right? It's the setup. Uh, it's the long game. You know, it takes a little more forethought and, and positioning and, and it's not it's not designed to just produce immediate gratification in terms of transactions. It's really meant to produce ongoing transactions through relationships that that foster trust and, uh, and connection. This is Danny. I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up. Uh, one, because Dave and I both love to go golfing. Um, I would have to admit that Dave is a better golf than, golfer than I am, but I still, I still like to think every now and then that I'm the better driver. So I, I like to definitely uh, use my muscle and get, all, get everything I can within that first drive. When you talk about this branding aspect, uh, can you give our audience an example of a company that has a great brand? And how did that brand evolve over the years to become where it's at today? We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Live Love Thanks. Live Love Thanks helps purpose-driven women leaders, executives, and entrepreneurs to permanently eliminate clutter and end stress and overwhelm so they can move forward in their careers, relationships, and health. Visit LiveLoveThanks.com for impactful coaching and program professional women's. I am delighted to announce that App Meetup's customers can now benefit from the presentation and speaking training courses with our integration and partnership with DSB Leadership Group. DSB Leadership Group is committed to providing training and resources to support professionals becoming more effective communicators and increase their impact and value. And that is the reason why App Meetup and DSB Leadership Group have formed a partnership to make sure that our MSPs, which is you, can be effective and powerful speakers in the community. Whether you are hosting a major conference, a specialized training, or a year-end corporate event, finding the right keynote speaker or breakout speaker should be at the top of your priority list. Partner with Elite Speaker Services to book speakers according to your specifications and needs. Elite Speaker Services has the depth of speakers and the experience to bring you peace of mind 
and a successful event. Go to EliteSpeakerServices.com for all your event needs. Let us deliver the message your audience needs to hear. Let us deliver beyond your expectations. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners. 20% off products or services on our website. Just send us an email with the subject line podcast and we will send you that special discount code at dsbleadershipgroup.com. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. So um, one example that's that's used a lot is... Um, is, you know, Apple, I think uh, people, I would say within the last 15 to 20 years, sort of know Apple as an innovator uh, in technology and um, really a, like an, an icon in culture, uh, but they, they weren't always that way, right? And um, they made a decision to focus on design, um, but the design was a, a byproduct of thinking through how people use technology, right? It, uh, cause they, they've always had cutting edge proprietary technology. Um, and in a time where there were many other tech companies that were making other very advanced technology based products, they, they, chose to make it more about the experience of using the product. Uh, and so they've, you know, been able to innovate and that's what helped them stand apart. And they did that, you know, they brought that innovation, uh, not just in the products they were making, but in the experience that they were trying to create. And also in the, in the community that uh, came up through uh, using these products. You know, I remember using apples in college in uh, the early 2000s. And uh, that's what we use in the uh, design computer lab where I would go and, and do all my projects. Uh, and I, I remember that they were very cool machines. Um, but it wasn't necessarily something that I would buy or I didn't have that in my dorm room. Uh, but it wasn't until I started using it and I was around a community of other users and we talked about how, you know, these these Macs were better for what we want to do as creatives and, and how uh, the whole ecosystem around them was really designed for creative people. Um, and then, you know, in their marketing and in their advertising, they promote this idea of thinking different, right, being for people who love to create and kind of stir things up and, and don't, you know, think and do the same as, as everyone else. And so um, I think the best brands create that sense of community. Uh, they have maybe a feature or standout product or service, um, but it's really not about the product or service because you can get a technologically advanced computer um, or in the case of somebody like Starbucks, a cup of coffee from anywhere. Um, but when you choose that product, you're choosing to be a part of a community or an experience in the case of uh, a cafe. And 
what they've done is consistently deliver on that experience. And, and that's helped produce that loyalty. That's helped produce uh, that, that community that is adamant about that experience, right? They're avid about that experience. Um, and, you know, the, you can go to pretty much any Starbucks anywhere and the, they've managed to reproduce the experience. And so I think the best brands kind of get that. And uh, they, they've moved, they, they offer great products and services, right? But they have understand that it's really about relationship and that that relationship is built and fostered through uh, consistently delivering on an experience to a community. And in some cases, creating that community from the ground up. So um, those are, those are, you know, a couple of really well-known examples, but I, you know, I would encourage people that are listening to just think about uh, businesses in your community that you love to support uh, that, that consistently uh, deliver uh, a great experience, not just the product or the service, but you love to engage with them because you feel really listened to, you feel heard, uh, and it's a place that you're comfortable spending your money uh, because they get you and they make an effort to uh, create an experience that you want to come back to again and again. Right. This is this is David Reggie, and I appreciate you sharing that because it's true. You you have this sense of we only buy Apple, and mm-hmm. it, it, you can introduce the greatest, latest, whatever, but they're so fixated on the brand and they're so loyal to it, they can't see outside of that, and they mm-hmm. want that every single time. And people say, well, why do you pay a little bit extra? Well, it's because of that experience. So mm-hmm. you you mentioned this sense of brand loyalty. This this way to build and strengthen your brand. But let, let me ask you about the opposite. Let me mm-hmm. ask you from the perspective of an organization losing brand value. Uh, are there any examples out there that you've seen in light of this pandemic of organizations who stubbornly refused to change, who took it away from the focus of a great customer experience that are now losing their market share that are now struggling to recapture that. Are there any organizations that you've seen do that? Or is it just as simple as if you don't adjust to your customers, if you don't adjust to that experience, that you're eventually going to see your brand struggle and your organization suffer? So I'm, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I, you know, here in the DC area, uh, I, I'm a I'm a fan of the football team, right? Um, they're about to be called something else, but um, right, y- you know. And I've been a fan pretty much my whole life, you know. And uh, so I think I, I'm I'm waiting for somebody to do a great case study. But I think that you know they're a great example of um, a brand that has fallen on hard times. Um, at a, there was a time, you know, had a very passionate, um, rabid fan base, very, very loyal support. Uh, and over time, um, I think because of many reasons, but, but namely, uh, the, maybe the, the game day experience or just, uh, you know, the, the reputation of some leadership in the organization, uh, Obviously, the, the, the product, the on-field product, you know, hasn't been of the highest quality. So all these things kind of have worked to uh, erode 
the loyalty to the brand. Uh, and, and so it's at an interesting place in terms of, you know, uh, there are people that will tell you that they don't really care, um, but they're, they're very passionate about what the name's going to be. Right. And, and so, um, so there's still interest, but, you know, people talk about how they much, how much they dislike the, the game day experience and, you know, just going to the, the stadium has become a hassle. There's been a lot of scandal and just bad press and just things not handled properly. Uh, and, you know, I, I think maybe some in leadership took for granted that, you know, hey, we've got this waiting list of people trying to buy our season tickets. And, you know, we have this long history of success. But I mean, for someone like me, that's in my late 30s, that was the best success they had was when I was a, a, a youth, you know, for, for anyone that's 25 years and younger, they've never known success. They've only known the struggle, right? And so um, as much as a brand can point to, hey, we were once doing this, the, re the reality of, of brand loyalty is that people have other they have other options, you know, and, and after years and years of years of not being listened to, of uh, a failure to respond to what their needs and wants are, you know, people decide to either just withdraw interest or move on to something else completely. And so, um, you know, a lot of the, the fans of the football team are they're fans of other teams in the area now. Right. Because they've just said, hey, man, they they don't have their act together. So I think that's a, that's a, you know, an example of what can happen when uh, too many of the, the things in the brand just aren't, uh, aren't handled well for a prolonged period of time. You know, you look at the, they had so many coaches, they, they haven't figured out the quarterback situation. And so they, they bring in different people, but the core sort of issues have not really changed. And so I think that, um, that that failure to listen to the customer and to the marketplace um, is going to be detrimental to a brand being able to keep their customers uh, over a period of time. Definitely. This is Danny. And I appreciate you say that because when we think about challenges and we think about what's going on out there today, mm -hmm. uh, you talked about this specific organization. Of course, we won't call that organization out. But there are factors of why that brand is dropping. Mm -hmm. And so you also brought up an example about Apple and, and all these different brands. But can you tell our audience, how has this health pandemic impacted branding? And, and I, I say this because we look at the retail industry. We look at the fast food industry. We look at some of the services industry where a lot of people were impacted, lost their jobs, people stop going out, what can businesses do and how can they increase their brand and take advantage of uh, this health pandemic to increase their brand? Sure. Uh, so a great uh, um, example of, you know, a brand that, that was able to, uh, I guess, pivot quickly is uh, Chipotle, right? So they had uh, their, their, food safety scare a few years ago and, you know, lost market share. And, um, but what they did in response was say, okay, as far as our brand, we're going to, you know, refocus on, uh, fresh ingredients, 
refocus on how we how we source our ingredients. Um, we're also going to innovate our delivery model. So uh, they have you know a separate area where they prepare the carryout delivery orders. And Chipotle was among the first in the industry to do that. Right? They they saw that. Uh, this is, you know, just before the pandemic, but they, they saw that, like, we need to have a separate area where we're preparing these uh, meals that are, are going to be uh, apart from the people that just walk in the restaurant. Right. So they were they were set up really well uh, when people all of a sudden didn't want to come into the store. Right. They were still able to service all of the phone and Internet orders. Uh, so so that's an example of a company that was able to respond. I think what we saw is, is everyone having to sort of shift those delivery models and figure out how to get the products and services in the hands of people that were no longer willing to come in or, or no longer able to come in. And right. And we, we still, you know, at the time of, of this recording are still sort of dealing with uh, the pandemic in, in, you know, a, a different form now, but we're still sort of dealing with some of those issues. And so I think, it's put a, uh, a long sort of scope on that question of how we get our products and services in the hands of people in new and different ways. Um, you know, folks that were strictly brick and mortar because they, they had the luxury of being that, they realized that they can't now. And so uh, we've seen a lot of innovation around delivery. We've seen businesses, uh, I, I know of uh, a woman who was on a show that I did, uh, who had an events business. And it was all about bringing people into spaces. Well, we can't do that now. So um, she pivoted to a, a business that puts together uh, boxes and kits for virtual events. And, you know, was able to stand that up in a few months, ship that all throughout the country uh, and, and has a, a thriving business now uh, just responding to the marketplace. So I think it's forced everybody to think a little bit differently, uh, not only about uh, what they do in terms of the products or services, but how to get it in the hands of people in different ways. Um, and it's, if people were focused and leading from a brand standpoint on, Hey, this is what we do. Um, it, it's, helped everyone, I think, to realize that we, we can't make the core of our messaging and our positioning about uh, what we do. But now it's more about re being responsive to what's happening in the market and having new and different and consistently better ways to put value in front of their customers. And so I, I think that that, uh, regardless of where we go from here, is a good uh, a good thing coming out of this is that it's it's made businesses that honestly were probably kind of stagnant, you know, taking their customer base for granted. Um, it, it made them think about how they maybe weren't delivering the value to them that they needed to and figure out new and different uh, and bold ways to do that. This is David Reggie. And um, when you were talking and I love the example of Chipotle because I, I started thinking to myself, wow, that is different. I never really noticed that. 
but the little things that you do strengthen your brand. And by the way, I was starting to get hungry when you're talking about them. And I started thinking <laughs> to myself, did, what kind of coffee did I have this morning? Did I get my favorite cup of coffee from Starbucks? So all this stuff is coming up and you're right. It is about creating the right experience for your clients. It's about adjusting to the needs that are that really have changed in light of the health pandemic. And you go into this branding uh, trends or what I wanted to really get you to dig into a little bit more was what other trends are you seeing for this year of 2022? Because we've mentioned earlier about humanizing the brand, mm -hmm. about adjusting the brand. We talk about adapting your logo. You mentioned about how you're working with one of your clients and you had to help them to see the importance of certain color. Uh, Dan mentioned earlier about visual content, you know, but what are some other trends you're seeing for 2022? Because this health pandemic isn't going away anytime soon. We've we've seen the rise of so, uh, social challenges that we've had a, and as a country, and you see maybe more brands becoming more inclusive. But what what are some other brand trends you're seeing, and what can we anticipate this year in 2022? Yeah, uh, great question. I think uh, one thing that you know that I'm seeing is uh, there was a uh, social media outage uh, several weeks ago, a couple months ago, uh, and, and you know some of the major social channels were not available for almost a whole day. And so, what I think that, uh, and, and every now and then that will happen, right? But that that reinforced to people that uh, there's an expression, "Own your audience." I don't, I don't particularly like uh, that phrase. I don't like the idea of owning anybody, but, you know, I, I realize what the phrase means. So the idea is that, you know, you control the channels where, you know, you have those lines of communication and you can use the social media channels, but we need to operate as if those aren't going to be there. Uh, even though there's so much a part of the way we live life and communicate and, and put our brands in front of people. Uh, but you need to have your own channel where you're, you're having a two-way dialogue with your customers. And so a lot of times that is on your website. Uh, so making your website a place where people can engage, uh, where they can get great content directly from you, uh, having your, you know, email marketing or maybe uh, SMS marketing or, or something that puts your, your message uh, right to them, you know, unfiltered in case there's the algorithm of the social media channel changes. And let's say you, you can't get your content to them on that channel, do you have some other way that you really control um, where you can have that dialogue and are, and are communicating the things that you want to to your audience? So I think that's going to continue to be uh, important uh, as social media channels rise and fall in popularity, you know, and, and they kind of change up the way that they are doing things. It's important to have that, um, you know, dialogue with your customer piece in place. I think uh, you mentioned being inclusive. Um, I, I definitely think that that's a trend that will continue. Uh, I like to use this phrase, you know, all branding is personal branding, right? And, and we think about um, personal branding in a sense of, you know, one person sort of communicating their value to the marketplace. But um, if you think about it, brands are a tool uh, created by people for people, right? In the old West, I put the brand on my livestock so you know that this this belongs to me right um and now with that is certain uh certain value you know a certain thing that you can come to expect from my brand 
But this is meant to communicate that, you know, this livestock is mine and not yours. So it, it was designed for people to be able to communicate something important to other people. Um, and I think that's what we're going to continue to see, whether it's brands using um, content from their customers. Uh, I think we'll, we'll see more of that, you know, and I think people are comfortable in this virtual environment with not everything being, you know, really well produced and like very, very polished. Uh, people want to see real, right? They want to see uh, the behind the scenes, um, you know, the, some of the, 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 the great people that, that yep. are very influential on different social media channels. Um, they take you inside the process, right? People want to see how it all comes together. And, uh, and that's a very human thing, right? We, we are, um, we like to see the polished finished product, but, uh, we also appreciate seeing the, the, the journey, the struggle, how it came together. And so I think you'll still continue, continue to see those themes, um, in branding and marketing and seeing big companies embrace that. I also think that, uh, partnerships and, and, uh, brands sort of aligning together, um, that, you know, maybe we don't expect, but, it kind of makes sense when you think about it. So I think that's con something that's going to constantly be uh, explored and, and pursued uh, as, you know, brands see a way to, it's sort of a creative way to get in front of a new audience. If I can align my brand, which has, you know, a core following here with this brand over here, um, as people talk about inclusion and diversity as shared values, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see opportunities for brands to come together and partner on different things that I think maybe five, 10 years ago, you wouldn't have seen. Uh, and lastly, I mean, there's a lot of talk about uh, the metaverse and, and augmented reality and sort of where all that's headed. And I think uh, every day we hear about brands um, trying to get into that world, right? Um, you know, NFTs and, and the whole uh, digital crypto culture, like people are, are trying to get ahead of that. And so I think that will continue as brands want to um, figure out the next new thing, right, to stay in front of their audience to stay relevant. So I think all those are things that um, will continue to, to, to be popular and sort of uh, take off as, as trends, you know, from a branding standpoint. We'll be right back after this short break. We want to thank our sponsor for today's episode, Paul Jackowitz of pauljackowitz.com. For all your website design and management needs, visit Paul Jackowitz. That's Paul, J-A-C-K-I-E-W-I-C-Z.com. Are you projecting the right image to your market? Are you optimizing your name recognition and presence online? Elite Public Image is a leader in strategic communications and marketing solutions, ranging from public relations, brand communications, and content marketing strategy to social media and reputation management for businesses, professionals, and VIPs of all types. Whether you're looking to develop a particular brand or need a brand refresh, look no further than Elite Public Image. Visit ElitePublicImage.com and let Elite put their experience to work for you. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. As a special thank you, we have an amazing offer for our listeners for a free consultation over the next two weeks. 
visit our website and schedule your free 30-minute consultation. And now, let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to Twins Talk It Up podcast. This is Danny. I, I appreciate you bringing that up, Reggie. When I, as you are speaking, I started thinking to myself that every time you are saying something, it tells me that people are staying active. And what I mean by that is that the, the organizations were thinking about their brand, thinking about the people, maintaining being mm-hmm. active, whether it's during a pandemic, commercials, uh, trying to take advantage of the wave, trying to take advantage of this whole VR metaverse, all the stuff you're talking about is the brand doesn't just stop. Mm-hmm. Just because right. I my organization may have hired Reggie in the past. Okay, we're good. We hired Reggie 10 years ago. We're done. Right. Well, you got you to keep innovating. You got to keep creating yourself. You talked about the website. You talk about um, I mean, having, having your cows branded. Everything keeps changing. Everything keeps evolving. And an organization, they, can't, they have to ask themselves, we need to build out a budget this fiscal year. And we need to bring people in to help us with our brand. Who is our audience? How has our audience grown? How have they adapted? So we have to continue to evolve our organization, our company, because our customers evolve. The customers right. are getting older. The customers are retiring. So we all need to continue to do that. Let, let me ask you this. As we continue to grow and organizations continue to chase the audience, mm-hmm. how important is it not just the color you talked about earlier, not just the feel? But how important is it to reinvent yourself and update your logo? Because we've seen Pepsi do this many times. We've seen other companies do it. But how important is it to, to refresh your logo, refresh that aspect of who you are? Yeah, so uh, great question. I think refreshing the, the visual uh, dimension of your, of your brand is, is really important. Um, it, it's it's not something that you want to overdo, but it's something that you should uh, look at, you know, and, and do when the time is, is right, you know, and there's a few factors that you, you want to consider um, when doing that. I think uh, there's a, an expression. So, you know, a rebrand should be a sign of change and not just a change of sign, right? Which it's not just a matter of putting the brand on the business, but in the business. So it, it needs to happen as some of those evolutions that you mentioned are happening within the business. Uh, you know, as you sort of grow from that early startup stage to like a mature business, you know, that's a that's a point where um, looking at the, the visual side of it makes sense because it's it's sort of reflecting a, a natural uh, progression, right? You um, as a, as a boy growing up, you know, there was a time when you, you probably wore things and you were just like, you know, I've, I've outgrown that not only from a size standpoint, but just, you know, we don't wear that anymore. Right. And so it makes sense. Right. And it has to be a function of, uh, natural, uh, progression and growth that's happening within the business. And then what's reflected on the outside is just, you know, a, an extension of that. Right. So I think that that's a, that's a great way to kind of look at it. Uh, not just, Hey, we want to add some, you know, we want to sort of do some sprucing up on the outside. Um, branding can't just be this external exercise, uh, because I believe that consumers will, will see through that. Right. Um, there's gotta be real change happening within the business and done well, a brand refresh 
is an opportunity to sort of showcase the very best of what's happening in the business. So it's it can't be used as a shortcut to uh, try to get more sales or you know grow your grow your market share. It's really when done well is a reflection of positive change and growth and evolution that's happening within the business. When you're ready as a business, and and also when the market is telling you that you know we're a little bit restless with this with what you're doing, you know, we want to, we want to, we, we want something new. We need some new energy. Uh, then the time is right to, to undergo that refresh. Right. Dude, this is Dave. And I, I think what's really interesting for me and, and two things came to my mind and I don't want to just gloss over your favorite football team. Okay. Uh, I know that they're getting ready to come out on two, two, 22, this new logo, new identity, new mm-hmm. nickname, whatever you want to call it. But you made a point, though. If, if the leadership and what goes on internally doesn't change, uh, that brand reset may only go so far. Um, right. you, you also have to win on the field. That's the product on the field. And, and so I think all that's important and all that's going to be involved. And so uh, there might be a, a calling down the road to, to make a change uh, of leadership because in order for that to be sustained, uh, there may not, there may may have to be changed all across the board. Um, it made me think of another thing here, and I'm gonna come back to the football team because it, it's gonna bring up this question of higher standards. But I started mm-hmm. thinking about when I was growing up, and there was a time that uh, Dan and I, we you know being identical twins, we we had our little little uh, afro up there, and then we had a time when we were cutting down, shaving it really tight to the skin, and we started making these adjustments because we wanted to, to adjust with the times. We wanted to feel mm-hmm. good. We wanted to reflect that we were hip. We were getting cool, and it got to a point where we realized that as we started maturing and going to college and doing our businesses, that 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 the surfacey stuff only goes so far. Mm-hmm. But when people get to know you for who you are, your character, what you stand for, that right. you show up and you're consistent, then your brand takes on a different life and that your brand becomes more of what's on the inside than what it really is on the outside. And so right. here's what I wanted to ask you, because it wraps this whole thing up with the football team. The The last couple of years with the social issues in the forefront, mm-hmm. you know, Clients, consumers, they're voicing their opinions now. Everybody has access to social media. They're taking strong stances on what they believe is important to them. And they're actively looking at the social consciousness of these brands. And so with that in mind, there was was even a research that said that 61%, I believe it was by McKinsey, said that 61% of participants claim that how a company and their brand responds to crises actually determines if they want to continue to shopping, buying, or even being loyal to them. Mm-hmm. So when we think about branding trends, when we think about branding that needs to be refreshed, et cetera, how much of an organization, you said the word careful, they should be careful with rebranding. Should they keep that in mind that the way they respond to these crises, we talked about better.com, Dan and I did recently. We talked about these companies that respond to crises that they can either put egg on their face and lose their clients, or they can respond accordingly and actually further strengthen the brand with the clients. But let's talk about the higher standards that these brands should have and why it's important for the football team that you support get it right. Why it's important for these companies that are responding to these social issues get it right, because their brand can be impacted or for the positive or even for the negative. 
Right. Exactly. Yeah. If you think about uh, even, you know, Facebook, which is is meta now, meta, um, right. sh- shortly before they they announced the name change, uh, it was there there was like a report that came out, you know, the whistleblower and just sort of detailing all sorts of, of bad practices uh, mm. within within the company. Um, and so people sort of perceived it as, well, we're trying to change the name. You know, we're going to do this rebrand over here to sort of make you conveniently forget about, you know, some of these unsavory things that came out about our company. Uh, and, and so there's always uh, danger in that, right? That, that people, uh, you know, and maybe that they have really been planning that for a long time, but it, it, it's, uh, if branding is about perception, it, it was perceived by a lot of people as sort of a, a disingenuous way to go about that. Like you're not really trying to address the issues that this person raised, uh, about practices within your company, you know, you just want to sort of throw people off the scent by we're going to change the name and kind of, you know, do some fancy uh, whiz bang stuff over here with our with our branding. Um, and so there's always uh, that that risk that you run. I think that that people there's been enough of that where people are like, OK, now we're looking right. We're not just waiting for your response. We want to see how uh, you're you're handling things before the next incident happens. And as you mentioned, they're they're willing to make brand related decisions based on if they feel like you're being a good citizen or not. And so, you know, I think it's important for brands to think about it. I think it's important for them to talk about it internally. Um, like, Hey, who are we? Um, what, what are we about? And then what does that look like? Right. That's where you go from just values that maybe are uh, posted up on the wall in the break room to, Hey, these are our principles. These these are our values in action. Like when things happen in the world, this is how we respond because this is who we are. Um, not just you know what what it says on paper. So, um, so yeah, I think that's really important. You know, and people are looking for genuine, authentic change, right? They're looking for, um, you know, we all grew up in school, like show and tell, right? Not just don't just show me. Um, or, or don't just tell me, show me, right? Show me. And so I think that, you know, consumers are smarter. They've got more access to more information um, and they've got more options. And so if they feel like you're not keeping it real or, you know, you're not who you say you are, you're not delivering on your brand promise, we'll take our business elsewhere gladly. So it's, it's a wake up call for, for brands of, of all types. This is Danny. And I appreciate you bringing that up. One of the things that I think about as you're speaking is that it's it's proactive. You mm-hmm. have to think about it. As you said, you really have to think about these things. You have to think about your audience. You have to think about your perception, what you want people to think, how you want them to think. You have to think about your own organization. There's mm-hmm. so much to think about. It's not just slapping a logo, putting up a nice wishy slogan, and then you're good to go. You really have to do the work. Now, for right. those people that are what I call not sure where to begin. We're going to stay tuned. We're going to give you a little insight in just a moment. However, Forbes says that there's some digital marketing trends that increases your brand in 2022 that people need to think about. And one of the things they say is purpose-driven campaigns. Mm -hmm. As you talked about that at the very beginning, what it takes in order to make sure that you're hitting the driver the right, right? You you could think of brands as this is the driver off the tee, as you stated earlier. Uh, it also talked about brand memes and how that's important. Retro throwback designs, 
and you talked about branding the cow back in the day. So people know this is your cow. This is your, your cattle. Um, it also talks about during this pandemic, it's forced brands to pivot to hosting virtual events or to get creative. You stated earlier, sometimes brands have to work with other brands to get to make sure things are done. And then this is the year where people get bold with muted colors. You know, Apple has this one color that they've kept forever and it stayed that way. And it continued to be the example of what we call great built quality machines. And then lastly, when I think about what you're saying, people in the audience today, if you own a business, it's very important that whether it's a large Fortune 100 company or small, medium business right down the street, every single business needs a brand strategy. And so Reggie, our guest today, has offered in kind for all of our audience members, if you want a free digital brand strategy guide, Reggie will provide that to you as a PDF resource. Anybody can use to get started today. What to ask, how to ask, what should I look for? How do I start building my unique value, my, new, my unique brand? Uh, what, what should it be? How should it be? All these things can make anybody go crazy. Reggie's given the blueprint. So my challenge today for the audience, reach out to David, reach out to myself so that we can get you in touch with Reggie and he can assist you with this free digital brand strategy guide. Reggie, on behalf of my identical twin brother, David Brown and I, we're so grateful to have you on our show today, on our podcast, really helping people to understand the value of a brand, the value of understanding how to make sure your brand stands out, how to take advantage of the pandemic, how to make sure that your brand stands for taking care of your customers, where it's not just what your brand says, it's how your brand makes people feel as well. So thank you so very much, Reggie. We really appreciate having you on the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Thanks for having me. It was a blast. Thank you for listening to the Twins Talk It Up podcast. Please subscribe and follow us on Instagram at DSP Leadership and visit us online at dspleadershipgroup.com to learn more about our workshops and trainings. We will see you on the next episode of the Twins Talk It Up podcast.